What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Multiverse Monologues. I'm your host, Ben Rayside. And I'm Ethan Wetzloff. And we are here today with a tier list video in honor of Spider-Man No Way Home. The ticket sales have just premiered as of literally this morning. And um, I stayed up last night till about 3 a.m. in the morning just making sure the tickets were there. I got 11 tickets. We are all good. We are set in row F. He secured the bag. That's Let's what go. I'm saying. Even though it turned out that the whole theater is kind of still open. Yeah, cause... Trevor Trevor told me like an hour ago. He's like, I just got my tickets for the same showing as you guys at Sandwich. At 910? Yeah, I'm like, so, let's go. Is he going to sit next to us? He doesn't have to, but he can if he wants He's to. He's going to sit next to us. Like, I want this to be as epic as it can be. Like, Because I remember Endgame and how big it was. I want this to be like well, that. Well, how many you people know? did you go see Endgame with? I think I got 10 tickets for that one. So a similar group. But I think I like this getting tickets for Spider-Man was much more difficult than getting yeah, tickets for yeah. Endgame. I was immediately in in a queue. I think I got there before most people did, but I was immediately able to get tickets for a regal regular showing and we were good to go. But th I had to wait in a queue for the AMC, and I had Johnny helping me. I had Ange helping me. Sam was looking. Like, we were on so many devices. Y'all were up last night? Well, I stayed up. Yeah. Everyone went to bed, but we were up until, I think, 11, 30, 12 o'clock, and then everyone else went to bed, and I was like, I got to get these tickets. And so I was sitting there updating the app, and then I got I got logged in, and then it showed that every seat was taken, and I was like, oh, my gosh, what, what the What theater heck? was that? Sandwich. Oh, okay. And I, I was looking at all the other theaters, and then they didn't list their showtimes at all. So I was like, all of their – we I missed them. All of their tickets are – and then I just <laughs> I kind of went to bed, and I was like, all right, whatever. I woke myself up in an hour. I said, like an alarm. <laughs> and then I looked, and I was like, oh, okay. All these seats are still open. I don't know what happened to the app. Fandango was doing some weird stuff, but <laughs> I guess all that matters is – we will be seeing Spider-Man No Way Home on Thursday, December 16th. Let's go! Opening night. Let's freaking go. And, and I mean, if you said the theater still had tons of showings or tons of tickets left. So, I mean, if anyone else wants to go, go see the movie with Multiverse Monologue, <laughs> that's, we'll be at the Sandwich Theater at 910 on the 16th. That's what I'm saying. I have all, almost all of row F taken up. So, I mean, if you want to go, just, just get <laughs> you want to meet us there. in person, come on down. <laughs> Sandwich, Illinois. Dude, so that is going to be absolutely epic. And I was thinking today, before we get into this ranking, what we're going to be doing is it's a tier list. And what we're going to be doing is it's going to be tier listing every movie that has made $1 billion or over that. So we're going to be placing our list. There's a haven't watched category. And I think there's only about four or five movies that are on here that we haven't seen yet. But most of these others. So I'm looking forward to see how this all plays out. But just before we get started, I just wanted to take, a, take an outside perspective. Like take a 360 view, pan out, and just recognize where we're at right now for what it really is. Because... You know how hype? You remember how hype we were for Endgame, dude? Oh yeah. Like do you? Yeah. Like I remember the month of May and well, I guess April. I saw it April twenty fifth. I remember the month of April and the lead up to it very fondly. The hype was there, and this, like this is going to be something that we look back on, and then it's going to be like, 
this is something we were so excited for. The vibes during this, all the stuff on social media, all the videos that are like fans promoting it or whatever. And just, we're so lucky to be able to oh, be yeah. in this time, I dude. I just, I just love checking Twitter this morning and seeing all the crazy frenzies that happened last night. Oh, yeah. Sleeping. <laughs> you wake up this morning and for $25,000, you can buy a home spider-man no way home ticket on ebay like <laughs> that is 25 i'm assuming that's to like a really prestigious theater <laughs> i would think maybe the premiere or something yeah, probably actually that'd be really cool yeah but just seeing all that and seeing <laughs> the all the people stressed brandon davis he had trouble getting tickets you know it, it's just incredible to see and i was just I got to relax during all of it because my boy Ben <laughs> carried the team you don't. to victory. No, yeah, we're all good. We're set up, man. I'm very, very excited. I can be stress-free now until that day. I'm not working Thursday. I'm not working Friday. I'm just going to work those first three days, and then we're just going to be Spider-Man okay. for those two days, dude. Yeah, my, my suit came yesterday, so I dude, I haven't tried it out yet. I tried the mask out, okay. but I want to keep the suits all nice and folded still, so. I think everyone who's going to the showing has a suit. Uh, oh, not a suit, a mask. So I think we're going to have an ep a pretty epic picture. And Trevor's been informed. Too. He he knows? Okay, yeah. good. Good stuff. <laughs> it's going to be so fun. <laughs> yes. So very much looking forward to No Way Home. But again, in honor of this movie is probably going to break a billion dollars. Oh, we're going to 100%. This has been I think even more difficult than Endgame. So, I wouldn't I don't think it'll reach the 2.7 billion that Endgame did just because of where we're at right now in the pandemic, but no pandemic, this is the most profitable movie of all time. Hands down. I that's what I think. <laughs> if if Toby Maguire and Andrew Garfield show up, it it will be but this movie's easily going to crack a billion dollars. It's only premiering in theaters and nowhere else. So you have to go. So, but yes, we're going to start off this tier list. And we have, uh, I think, five, six categories. S tier, obviously, for the best of the best. A, B, C. D is going to be the worst of the worst. That's like pond scum, basically. And then <laughs> we have haven't watched here. So... Just as a start point, we're, we've got two movies that will kind of put a baseline for us. So obviously there is no debate from me, and I hope there's no debate no, from you, Ethan. The that, Dark Knight put that up there. goes in S tier, S -tier right there. without a freaking doubt. It is one of the best movies of all time. It is the best comic book movie of all time. It for sure deserves its S tier. And... I don't know where you would rank The Rise of Skywalker, <laughs> which would be next. But in my opinion, The Rise of Skywalker is D. D. The lowest okay. of the low. Lowest of the low, huh? I. What? A, so, it, would you rank that as your worst Star Wars movie ever? It flip flops between that and The Last Jedi, okay. for me, but just because of what it did. I don't know. I feel like The Last Jedi gets more kudos just for doing what it did. Like it. Say what you will, but there was pretty much no studio interference. Ryan Johnson got to do what he wanted to do. Now, what he wanted to do was complete and utter garbage, yeah. but he still had a vision and carried it out. And I wish that the Rise of Skywalker carried out what he wanted, you know? Cause, yeah, so at yeah. least it would have made these movies feel a little more, a little more connected than they were. 
Because you watch The Rise of Skywalker and it's more of a sequel to Force uh, Awakens. They bring back the Emperor in the opening crawl. How can you... That is just... With absolutely... Like maybe a little bit of foreshadowing, Ray's theme, musical theme kind of evokes his... And I guess Snoke kind of... I don't know. I didn't... There was no plans to bring back the Emperor. And you can look at interviews. But J.J. Abrams And literally, bringing back the Emperor ruins the original trilogy. 100%. Ruins that ending. Yep. Ruins what Luke did and what Darth Vader did and his sacrifice. It, Having the ending in episode six when they're all cheering and the music is playing and you see Anakin and Obi-Wan and Yoda's force ghosts and you're, this is so happy. They defeated the Emperor and now he's back. You know, they're going to need to do a lot to have this make sense in my opinion. But when I think of these movies, they are separate from where, like, in my opinion, the last thing that I really enjoy in canon is when Luke shows up in Mando and that's it. Yeah. Like, I really don't like thinking about the sequel movies and for how this ended, it really hurts it, in my opinion. It does, yeah. I, I don't disagree. I think there are some really fun scenes in this movie, but overall as a movie, it just ruins Star Wars and just ruins the whole sequel trilogy when The Force Awakens had such good potential in it. I mean, it was copy and paste of A New Hope, but it, it was a fun movie, you know? I it enjoyed, was so good. I enjoyed watching it. It was so cool to see these new characters. Yep. And wondering, what are they going to do with Ray? What are they going to do with Finn? But knowing that it all led to this, it just is like, oh, man. That sucks. We leave Finn practically the same way we met him. And with an ex-stormtrooper who may or may not have Force abilities. It, I know. How can you do that to that character? Three dude? movies. I don't want to spend that much time on this because there's a bunch of movies we got to rank but <laughs> or put in this tier list. But... It's just I really would love to do a, a video when, when I rewatched the se when I rewatched the sequels. I really want to just do a video of why I just don't like them. You know, the the problems with them. You know, Force Awakens has its problems, but it I look on that memory of that movie so fondly. You know, I love that movie. But Rise of Skywalker, for sure, in my opinion, is the lowest of the low, just because of how big of a Star Wars fan I am. You mm -hmm. know, yeah, that's my opinion. Next film that we have is The Hobbit, an unexpected journey released in 2012, directed by the one and only Peter Jackson. And this one is kind of interesting. There's a lot of controversy over it. The ending is not the same as the books. I personally really, really like The Hobbit. I, I like this movie too. I, is it S tier? No. No. But this was the first Lord of the Rings movie I had the honor of seeing in theater. Yep. And actually, it was the first Lord of the Rings movie I ever saw. You hadn't seen the Lord of the Rings before you saw the Hobbit. Before I saw the Hobbit, really, so this was my introduction to the universe, and it I enjoyed it. I fell in love with the universe right there. Meeting Gollum, Smeagol, and just Bilbo—it's just cool to see. Now it's been a while since I've seen this movie. I don't remember much of it, mm -hmm. but I remember liking it. It was it no, it's a really great movie. I think they do well. I don't think they do as good as portraying all of the dwarves as well as the fellowship in Lord of the Rings, but it I mean you have thirteen dwarves. Mm -hmm. So it's kinda I don't know. I think they do a great job with Thorin. Bilbo Baggins is perfectly cast with Martin Freeman and the music obviously there's it holds nothing. I mean oh, back. The music is epic, especially the scene where they're sitting around the fireplace and they're singing about the Misty Mountains. 
it brings chills every time I see it. And just the beginning of this movie in the Shire and the intro and everything like that is awesome. So I know a lot of people hate this movie, but I really enjoy the first installment in the Hobbit trilogy. And I would put this... Mm, that See, here's the problem now. Because do you put it in A or B? I put it in B. I put it in B too. I have no argument with that. I don't... A has got to be a little bit better than this. And I think the ending of this movie kind of hurts it because it's not the same as the books. And they try and make Bilbo seem way more brave than he is when he's not that in the books. And I think the inclusion of Azog kind of hurt it because, I mean, he's not even a character in the books at all, just as a background character. But I'd still really like this movie. I'd give it a B. All right. This is Zootopia. I have never seen it. I have seen Zootopia. You have seen Zootopia. Yeah. Well, then I will trust your opinion, my friend. <laughs> um, uh, C. C. All right. Yeah, I, it's not a garbage movie. It's fun, you know. Yeah. It's not like insane. It's it's a. Garbage. I also saw it when I was younger. So oh yeah. I'm a little biased towards that. I've only seen it a couple times, but I remember enjoying it. Hmm. There's a scene with a sloth. It's pretty funny. <laughs> All or, right. Yeah. I think C is fine. Not really much to say on it. But, yeah, kids movie. Alice in Wonderland. Never seen it. I have never seen this. So that'll go in the haven't watched. Not much to say about that. And any of these movies we put in the haven't watched yeah. section, and if you guys, our fans, really want us to watch these movies for the first time, then I'd, would you be down to do that? Absolutely. I'd be down to do it. Yeah, so just let us know. All right. This next movie is the start to the prequel trilogy of star Ooh, wars phantom menace episode one <laughs> the phantom menace directed by george lucas and written by george lucas which is not the greatest decision because i think it suffers from it immensely he had all the freedom he wanted with the the prequels and i think to some degree that helps him out and to a certain degree it really doesn't Mm -hmm. so i mean there's a freaking scene where jar jar gets farted at by this creature on the pod like why would you put that in the movie, you know? I, the whole thing is, why would you put Jar Jar in the movie? Right. Is He is what, he's hands down what drags this movie down so much more mm -hmm. than what the writing and the plot already do. Because you know? every time he's part of it, you're trying to have this grand space movie and these two stoic Jedi Knights are recruiting the chosen one and then, you should follow me, Okie Day. It's it, so bad. It's horrible. And... He, you can tell George Lucas learned from his mistakes. Yep. You see in the second movie, Jar Jar has maybe like a line or two. And know? in Revenge of the Sith, he's barely, he's in it for like two scenes, if yeah. that. So he learns, but it really, you know, there's it, this, the, I just think about the clip, you know, I may have gone too far in a few places. You know? so, when it, so he definitely <laughs> went a little bit too far. But I will say. I really enjoy. I really do enjoy this movie. Apart from Jar Jar, I think the duel of the fates at the end between Darth Maul, Qui Gon, and Obi Wan is absolutely epic. One of the best duels in oh, Star yeah. Wars history. Okay. And yeah. I think that Qui Gon is one of the best Dude, Jedi's. That Qui Gon Jinn is just like I can't believe they had this actor Liam Neeson, and they kill him off in the first I know. movie. It is bizarre. You know how cool it would have been to get multiple movies of Liam? It would have been epic, but yeah. there's a reason. You ha you have to kill Qui-Gon. If you don't kill Qui-Gon, he ends up training Anakin, and you I don't see Anakin turning to the dark side. 
if Qui-Gon is the one to teach him. Because mm, okay. Qui-Gon was rebellious anyway. Yeah. But he had that certain level of respect for the Council and the Jedi. He knew what they were trying to do. He just didn't agree with how they were doing it. So I think having that center focus, and I mean, you even see it in Phantom Menace. Anakin sees Qui-Gon as a father figure. Mm -hmm. yeah. So having that there, instead of being trained by your brother, you're trained by this father figure. And I think it would have really benefited Anakin if an older, more wiser Jedi taught him. And I, I think that's why you have to kill Qui-Gon. So I don't disagree, though, that it would have been cool to see Qui-Gon come back in a few movies. And I will say, this is not the last time you see Qui-Gon. So. Oh, I, I know. He comes back as a Force ghost. I know that. Or maybe even more. You'll see. Yeah. You'll see. But yeah, no, it, he is absolutely epic. So that's one thing I, that those are some things we, I, and Darth Maul, obviously you get his inclusion. If not, he's barely in it that much, but the character he becomes in the clone wars starts here. So I think that's epic. So I, the problems on this movie kind of bog down the pluses of this movie. It is sometimes a chore to watch it. So I'm not going to put it, D tier for sure. No, but I, I think C is appropriate. C, C, it belongs at C. Yeah, it is not nearly as bad as Rise of Skywalker. No, and absolutely not. It at least sets up the potential for a good trilogy. Mm -hmm. And I think what it what builds upon it is is pretty epic. Mm -hmm. Next movie we have is Finding Dory. I have never seen it. I have never seen this movie. <laughs> I know I, I've seen Finding Nemo. Finding Nemo, I grew up on it, but I never saw Finding Dory. I heard it was not that good, though. No, yeah, I, I remember it was coming on theaters, and I'm not sure why I never went around to seeing it. Probably because it was that awkward age where I'm too old for cartoons, and you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there was I, that I think that's what it was because this movie came out in 2016, if I remember right. So right around there, I was like, you know, freshman in high school, I guess, and. Yeah, that's the middle age. Because senior year, I would have seen this. You oh, know, yeah. There's that awkward age where you're like, oh, I'm done with cartoons. You know? I don't want to go see this movie. But then when you you're older, you realize a good movie is a good movie. You know, right. It doesn't matter if it's animated or not. Right. Absolutely. So. Next movie we have is uh, a film that I grew up on oh, and yeah. something that I used to watch with Sam every time we <laughs> used to get together. And it is Jurassic Park, uh, directed by Steven Spielberg, music by John Williams. And it is, without a doubt, a movie that defined cinema, for sure. It defined special effects and what you could do without them because most of the dinosaurs are animatronics but look so real. The effects still stand up today. It is, without a doubt, one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it belongs in S-tier. I don't disagree with that. It is such a good movie. Like you said, the special effects still to this day, mm -hmm. that T-Rex looks amazing. And Absolutely fantastic. It just gives us one of the best tropes in just movies is that shaking glass. Yes. That shaking glass. Boom. It has been remade, reshot Boom. in hundreds of Boom. franchises and movies. And it is just so iconic. Mm -hmm. And just this really this first movie that showed us how dinosaur, what dinosaurs would look like in today's day you know it was just such a cool concept and it's such a good movie as a kid 
I you go through. I, I went through certain stages. I like I liked cars as kids, and then I fell in love with dinosaurs. And when I saw this movie, I was like, "This is this was my favorite movie," because this had dinosaurs. It had people getting eaten. It was like <laughs> the coolest thing ever, you know. And the music by John Williams. I mean, all these probably have really good music, but the music by John Williams, the theme for Jurassic Park, is so good. And without a doubt, it deserves S tier for what it's done for cinema and for what it's done in my life. And just the <laughs> Velociraptors. Yes. They are just some of the coolest, not not villains. Not villains, but just, like antagonists, I they guess are is just what you could so say. They're so good in that yeah. movie. And they're so creepy, so stealthy, and just, I, clever girl. You, you think know? of the scene when they're in that in the kitchen. kitchen. Yes, yes, dude. That scene and is the, so good. the Velociraptor, they're... they're the claws clicking on the ground and it's going it's literally a scene out of a horror movie and they look so good yes. like the cgi like we said it already but those age so well yep like you don't watch that and think for one second that the cgi looks horrible maybe in the huge landscapes shots when you see hundreds of dinosaurs walking around they look a little tacky yeah but the just the close-ups on them they look awesome yeah Jurassic Park, without a doubt, gets S tier. Great. For sure. Despicable Me 3, I've never seen it. I think that I have seen this one. That's with Gru's brother, I know. Yes, okay. I've seen that like once. Uh, it's pr probably on par with the other Despicable Me movies. Well, I think Despicable Me 1 is like not S tier, but A tier. I love <laughs> really? Despicable really? Me. Despicable Me, I, I mean, it's another movie I grew up with as a kid, but I love it. Yeah, I don't I don't remember this movie well enough to give it an honest opinion, but I know that there's not really going to be people mad at me for ranking this any higher or lower than it deserves. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it in haven't watched yet cuz you don't really remember it. That's true, yeah. You know, I remember his brother he wears like a white sweatsuit. <laughs> but yeah, I don't remember it. Yeah. To to say so. We'll I'm put cool it in that. haven't watched. Next movie. Pirates of the Caribbean 4 on Stranger Tides. After the magnificent trilogy that capped off the Pirates movies, um, we get this fourth one, which is, I think, four or five years after the third one came mm. out. And in my opinion, it is the weakest one out of the five Pirates movies that we've seen. Have you seen this movie? I have. I've seen the first three. Yep. I've not seen this one. Well, I would... I cannot say... Yeah, I... It is the weakest one. I still find it enjoyable, but the some of the action is not as good and doesn't hold up. The um, omittance of Will and Elizabeth Turner is not that great. It hurts the movie. Those two actors were kind of the heart and soul of the first couple one, the first three, and they're not in this one. I don't think I don't like Jack's love interest and. Blackbeard is the worst antagonist out of all of them. He's barely even in this one. I think he could have been one of the greatest ones, but he's barely even in it. So mm. it's not D, but it's not great either. I'm putting this in C. Mm. Okay. Next movie we have is the live-action adaption of Aladdin. Have you seen this film? I have not seen this film. I have seen it. Will Smith's genie is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. <laughs> I actually found him as one of the most entertaining performances in this oh, yeah. movie. That's not saying very much, <laughs> though. But um, 
I remember seeing this. I only saw it once. Sam and I went and saw it just because we love the original Aladdin. Um, it's, I mean, it's pretty much not shot for shot, but it's pretty much the same thing. Is I it? think yeah. there's a few, there's two new songs, I think, but it's sufficiently entertaining, but it's no, it's a movie I'll never go back and watch. Yeah. And that's, I think something, a problem with a lot of Disney's live action remakes. It's, it's good for nostalgia, but I'll never go. I mean, what am I going to go back and rewatch this one or the, the cartoon? I really rather go back and watch the cartoon, dude. The cartoon's classic, vastly yeah. superior. So it's not D, but it's definitely not good either. So I'm not, I'm putting this one in C. Rogue One. I, we don't have to say much. This is one of, the, one of the best Star Wars movies that they've ever put on screen. I agree. This one's number three on my list of Star Wars movies. I love Rogue One. It is it has some of the best action in Star Wars. It is in my opinion the most beautifully shot Star Wars film. The third act is one of the greatest movies. I just saw this movie, but legit the inclusion of having Vader in yeah, it is that... one of the greatest <laughs> in my opinion the greatest Star Wars scene of all time when Vader slaughters all of those rebels in well, that hands scene. down the greatest Star Wars character of all time. Absolutely. You know, Darth Vader. Is... And Having him slaughter those... I mean, that's what you want to see, dude. I want to see that in the Kenobi show. Him just being this merciless, scary, horror-esque villain that we know him as. Because that's really the only time, other than whatever the cartoon, whatever Rebels gives you. I would mm -hmm. say Rebels. Yep. But that's really the only time in live action we see Vader do anything. Yeah. Because, I mean, actually, I no, he's, he's pretty cool in the original trilogy. Other than the original trilogy, yeah. of course. Yeah. Other than that, yeah, he's... Really, you want to yeah. see more of him being brutal than him being Luke. Come with me, son. Mm -hmm. You know, that's ma really his major focus in those films. Although you don't hate on that scene. That oh, I never scene. will. Oh, listen, the original trilogy is a masterpiece. You'll get no arguments from me there. My thing is, I would not give this S tier. Though. No, I, I don't either. put this on the same level as those two films up there. No, those but I would give this movie an A. I'm not going to argue with an A. Perfect. Rogue One gets an A. All right. So <laughs> this, <laughs> this is going to be the most controversial yep. one we tackle today. Because ironically and fortunately, Ethan and I share the same opinion on uh, the Joker. Joaquin I... Phoenix stars in this movie. <laughs> Ethan, give us your thoughts. I do not like this movie. I, I, uh, I've seen it once and only once, and I have no desire to ever watch this movie again. I will only ever see this movie once. I, I just don't like this take on the Joker. Nope. I don't like the movie as a whole. I don't find it enjoyable. I found they joked around with death a little too easily. They shied away from his actual mental illness. They made him this hero in this tragedy and i and i think the end sequence is horrible yep he's on the news he's talking about how he's going to kill the newscaster for like 10 minutes no one does anything the climax of it is he shoots him okay this guy ranted about killing you for 10 minutes and then he kills you who would have seen that coming you know it and i don't like the way he yeah, you take it away. I don't want to say anymore. So I know I, I went and saw this movie. I was deeply affected by it and not in a good way. 
I don't know. And I was so surprised that this movie did as well as it did. And as popular as it was on IMDb, this movie is amazing. Everyone loves this movie and I don't get it. I just don't because I absolutely hated it. I want my main issue with this movie is the fact that this movie is the is titled Joker. This is not Joker's story, all right? This is some mental guy who is a whack job and not saying the Joker isn't, but you slap this movie with any other title and you'd never know. I think that they put this they gave it this title so it would make money. But this isn't Joker's story, dude. It's 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 so weird that they decided to make this how it is and I Joaquin Phoenix is brilliant at acting. I don't doubt his acting ability, and it's on show for all to see in this movie. But, I mean, this isn't the Joker we know. When I think of the Joker, I think of the, I think of the classic Joker from 1992 in Batman the Animated Series. Mark Hamill's Joker. That's the Joker right there. The Joker who is all happy-go-lucky. He's all jokey. Not this weird, depressed person. I like I don't know, and I also think of him in in The Dark Knight. Oh yeah, you can't. Leave. Heath Ledger's performance. I mean, that's the Joker to me. I don't want to see this guy who has a weird disability of him laughing. You know, that's his disability that he has to laugh. It's like it's like he hates doing it. You know, I just I I really don't like this movie, and that's the thing. Everyone likes this movie, so everyone's gonna disagree with me though. Like I was talking to. Uh... No, but all a couple weeks ago, and I said how I didn't like this movie, and he was just baffled. And I don't see the appeal of this movie. I don't nope. like this at all. And I, I was so happy when I found out you didn't like this either because <laughs> everyone else around me enjoyed it, you know. And I just did not. What is it? What's the common denominator? Are we supposed to feel? ill inside like i was driving home and i was like oh my gosh i don't feel good you know i don't like watching this like i i the scene that always stands out in my mind is is when he's sitting in that room and he's bashing that guy's head against the wall again and again and that midget is watching him or whatever i think Mm. from what i remember and i was i was so like oh my gosh i i hate this i hate this i don't like this movie so and then no same scene a second later yeah the midget can't reach the door handle, and they make a big comedic joke ab- about it. It's like, dude, what is going on? And the tone switch and just it doesn't work. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. If there was, if we had a tier lower than D on this list, <laughs> I would put it there. I don't like this movie. I have, like, I just there's no question that it goes in D for me. And and for those of you who do like this movie, and I know most people do. I really would like to know why. I really would like to know. So leave a comment down below or put it on Instagram or please tell us why you like this movie because I've, I've never really heard a legit argument for why people like it other than the fact that, I don't know, it's just society. It just is a commentary on that. Like, no, dude, it, it just is. It This movie is not that good. So that's all I want to say about it. You know? Yeah, I know. Let's move on. <laughs> Next movie we have is certainly a, a tone shift is Pirates of the Caribbean 2, Dead Man's Chest, the introduction okay, to Davy yes. Jones and one of the greatest Hollywood villains, in my opinion, yes. of all time. How, what's the climax of this movie look like? 
Davy Jones. Uh, Davy Jones. Uh, this the one where they need the blood. Um, on the hand. Mm, I forget. But the climax of this movie is when Jack Sparrow is, gets eaten by the Kraken. Okay. And basically, like this is also a movie I've seen one time. Yeah. This is the trilogy that, or the Pirates of the Caribbean movies are ones that I've been wanting to go back and rewatch for a long time. The first three are absolutely fantastic. Yes, and I, I know love that. them. They're so good. We, me and my buddies Aaron Sufer, Greg, and Nick Widener, we all did a rewatch a couple years ago of summer and i mean we had a blast with these movies dead man's chest is on par or might be even better than the first mm, okay but i no, like davy jones is one of the coolest villains his theme by hans zimmer my boy is so freaking good and his line delivery like it the whole movie is like perfect in my opinion it's it's one of the greatest setups in my opinion this movie is on par with like an infinity war of where it's like it is the middle child to an amazing and emotional climax mm. and it is it does that perfectly and it sets up a great movie and jeffrey rush coming down the stairs at the end and he's eating his apple and he's like tell me what's become of my ship it's so good i love this movie i i would put it in a okay yeah it's not an s I, but i trust your your judgment you've seen it more recently than me yeah toy story three this movie i have a lot of nostalgia for man i love the toy story movies i think we all grew up who didn't grow up on the toy story franchise but toy story 3 is the climax to emotionally for sure it, i mean it's one it's a scene that makes me cry every time i see it is when andy says so uh, woody says so long partner and andy drives away to college a perfect ending to the toy story franchise so, uh, there isn't a fourth movie, right? They never made a fourth. No, there was. There isn't. No, I, I don't. <laughs> Perfect ending. Not to, to say a great trilogy. Yes, not to say that I hate the fourth movie. It's just it ended so well with the third Three one. Three ended so great. Why would you make another one? You know, it, money, money, dude, and ah, it just is. I know, bro. It's this happy ending. You know, the toys get to relive through another child's life. Yep. And it's like, dude, come on. And this is the first Toy Story movie. First and only. No, I saw the fourth one too. But the first Toy Story movie I saw in theaters. So it was just the entire family went to see it. It was <sighs> awesome. Awesome. And it's just such a fun movie. Mm -hmm. The heist they have to do to break out of the daycare. Yeah. In the end, just that whole scene, Mr. Potato head turns into a tortilla. You know, it's, yes. just, it's just such a fun movie, you know. And Lotso, one of the best... Um... Like, yeah. I think a really great antagonist. And if you guys hear any noise, um, there we've got some noise outside. And, uh, uh, someone is out there. So if there's any noise, that's what it is. There shouldn't be much, though. Um, in my opinion, Toy Story 3 gets an A. Yeah. Keep it it is there. my favorite one out of the trilogy. I know that's kind of controversial. First one is up there for many people, but I'm, it's my favorite oh, without oh, a you doubt. You can argue all three are the best. Oh, yeah. Cause they're all good. That's what I'm saying. They are yeah. all good. Yeah. Toy Story 4 is a massive... I mean, we kind of already talked about it. It's good that these are kind of in tandem, but why would they make another one? I would put this in C. Not garbage, but... It's it's a fun movie. It gives us more a Woody, more a buzz, but it just... It's like the sequel trilogy, you know? It's like, dude, you had this perfect ending. Yeah. Why are you going to go and ruin it by giving us more of these characters and taking away from the ending that was yeah. already 
just so perfect. I went into it and everyone said it was like the most emotional Toy Story. Mm. I felt nothing yeah. in this movie. It's like, because Woody just leaves at the end, right? That's how the movie ends. Woody, Woody's not in it, dude. Woody is in this movie. Toy Story 4? Yeah. That, really? The whole movie's about him. Woody? Oh, I'm Woody, thinking. not Andy. I'm thinking Andy. No, Woody. Oh my gosh. Yes, Woody. He leaves at the end of this. Yes. He decides he doesn't want to be a toy anymore, and he goes off with the sheep lady. No. It's, you are a toy. T-O-Y. Toy. Yeah. No, you can't go and do that. I don't know. it, Dude, why do they make a new one? It's not D, but it, it's certainly not B or A or S. Yeah. Well, where would you put this? Would you put it in D? No, it's it's not. It's a fun movie, you know. It if it wasn't for the way that it just takes away from the third movie and the ending of the that's trilogy, my thing, you know, dude. It it doesn't deserve D, but it's definitely mm, no. It because it's still a fun movie. There are some fun scenes, and overall, as a standalone movie, it I don't find it that bad. I think C C is where it should go. Okay. Perfect. The next movie we have is the conclusion to Christopher Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy, The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah. And a movie that is severely underrated. It gets a lot of hate. I love this movie Dude, so much. First of all, the whole trilogy is just awesome. Absolutely. And the reason this movie gets all the hate is because it followed the freaking Dark Knight. Right. That is such an impossible task to do. Mm-hmm. But this movie is awesome. Bane as a villain. So good. He's great. And just, they portrayed him on screen just, just so cool, you know? And it, it's, it gets a lot of crap for having some plot holes. But if The Dark Knight hadn't come out before it, this movie would be in a lot of people's top tens list for superhero movies. It's like, why would you, it, I don't know. It gets a lot of hate. This movie gets a lot of hate. In my opinion, The Dark Knight Rises is not as good as The Dark Knight. It just no, it does not. have some flaws, but I'd put it in A for sure. I yeah, love this I movie. Don't argue that. The soundtrack just, is great. The Christopher Nolan Batman movies yeah. are just awesome. I'd put Batman Begins in A too. It's just The Dark Knight is just a step above the rest. So good. You know? So good. So I, I like I like that in A. The next movie we have is, I believe this is Transformers Age of Extinction. Mm. And this is the fourth movie in the Transformers franchise. Another fourth movie that followed up a pretty average, above average, I guess you could say, trilogy. Have you ever seen the Transformers movies? I, they had a show on Netflix that was awesome. They had a Transformers show on Netflix. Was it Transformers had... Prime or something like I that? Think I think it was. I yeah. think it was Prime. And I love that show. But the movies, I never saw. I've never gotten into the movies. Well, I want you to know that these movies are very strange. <laughs> because they're all at least two and a half hours. And they're way too long. And they're kind of racist. And they over-sexualize women way too much. Like, this is all, like, legit, like, criticism. And they're way too long. And they have, like, the, everything is exploding and... They're just weird movies. I mean, if you cut out half an hour of 
any of these movies, it would be they'd be much better films. It's mm. just it just keeps going and going and going and going, and it's like oh my gosh, you find yourself and you're like, all right, this has got to be the last action sequence, and you still have an hour left in the film, and you're like, holy catfish, how am I? I've seen all the Transformers movies, but Age of Extinction is, in my opinion, the worst film. Mm. Yeah. Okay. It is. I, but here's the thing, dude. The score of these movies is some of the best music for film I've ever I've ever heard. Steve Jabonski does a great job with the score, but it's just too long of a movie and it's too over-sexualized. The, the girl's 17 in the movie. Mm. He does some weird stuff, man. And But it's not to say I have a soft spot for Transformers. They're some of the most epic shots and scenes in these movies of all time. Like Optimus Prime is one of the greatest characters in fiction. And he is just absolutely fantastic. And so I Age of Age of Extinction is I don't know. I don't want to give it a D, but it's just I don't ever want to watch this movie again. Yeah, then it's throw not it that great. Yeah, throw it in D. Oh, we got an ad pop up. Oh nice. Yeah, I'm putting it in D. <laughs> Uh, Skyfall, James Bond. I have seen this movie, but I've seen it a long time ago. And I don't really know if I can accurately put this where it needs to be. Have you I seen it? I have never seen a James Bond movie. I've Not seen Casino. I, I remember Casino Royale. But Skyfall, I don't really remember at all. You haven't seen it, so we're going to put this in the haven't watched category of our list. And the next film is a film that both me and Ethan very much love. And oh, I, yeah. we're not even going to discuss whether Just or not to put there, this. Man. We're going to put this in S tier <laughs> without a doubt. <laughs> but um, Lord of the Rings, Return of the King, we've talked about it. It's Ethan's, I believe, third favorite movie or second favorite movie. Oh, yeah. I, I forget which one. I forget too, but, but it is so good. Without a doubt. There is no discussion for why this movie is, if not one of the greatest climaxes to... And a franchise it gets me, ever gets me pumped because I'm gonna I'm gonna watch I'm watching through these movies with Will. Have yeah, you started yet? I have not started yet, <sighs> but I'm just beyond excited to watch through these movies. I know it, and it, the third movie is just it's, it's so good. If I'm ever available, I would love to join oh, you guys. Oh, for sure. I will get a text. Don't I, worry about Lord it. Lord of the Rings is without a doubt one of the best. No, not much discussion needed. No, everything about these films is perfect. Just know that. The next film we have is another Transformers movie, Dark of the Moon, the third one. Third and in my opinion, this is going to go in C just because it's the climax of the trilogy. And it has some of the most epic music out of any of these movies. And um, it is a perfectly, it falls of this, like all of them fall, this, fall of the same tropes. But I really do kind of like Dark of the Moon. But I don't think any Transformers movie except for the first one deserves better than C. So, but I really do like Dark of the Moon. Uh, a movie that I am so surprised reached one billion dollars is Captain Marvel, starring Brie Larson. And I, this is, I think it's the bottom of my list, dude, on my Marvel Cinematic Universe ranking. I, I legit it, it think this is be. bottom. Is it? It's below Thor: The Dark World and Iron Man Two. Yeah. Really? Oh yeah. It's that bad for you. It is I, definitely I worse. have only seen this movie once. I've never had desire to see it again. I, I didn't really like it when I saw it. So, I mean. I watched it once again after uh, when I was doing my MCU rewatch and prep for Endgame. 
But this movie is so boring and mm. bland, even with Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury. D.H. Nick Fury. D.H. Nick Fury. He, she and Phil Coulson returns. Has not, yeah, he does. But she has not sold me. I was so hyped for the Skrulls, too, because yeah. they're my favorite villains in the Marvel Universe, and they made them good guys. Now, they're taking them, and they're going to do Secret Invasion, hopefully faithfully. So I still have hope, but they butchered them in this movie, and just just a dull Marvel movie. I find more enjoyment watching The Dark World than I do this movie. I never. I don't want to watch this movie again, and I, I don't think I ever will unless okay. I watch it with my kids. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe my daughters will like this movie and see it as a a symbol for hope. But I I, <laughs> I just I just well listen, it made a billion dollars, so no, clearly yeah. people liked it. Uh, it also came out between Infinity War and Endgame. Yeah, that's and true. People were so desperate. Yeah. To get any glimpse of what the heck happened. I know. Yeah, yeah you're right. That's that's got to be a factor to it. But in my opinion, it, it goes in D. Yeah, so I, right. you can make an argument for C, but it's D for me. I won't. It definitely is that the one, one of the weakest Marvel films. So yeah. So, oh, dude! Next movie we've got. Oh man! See, okay, I was texting my brother about this. I'm like, I'm just gonna. If you want to come over too, on that day, I'm gonna start Far From Home. We're gonna watch Spider Man Far From Home mm. right before. Really? Um, yeah, right before No Way Home. Because it's a nine o'clock showing. So right. Because so I'm gonna start at about six o'clock. How many other your brothers? Just James is coming just over. Just James. Yeah. So. Um, we're gonna watch this movie, and I mean, you're welcome to join us because we're gonna I get off of work, and I got nothing else going on. That's what I'm saying. I just I watched Homecoming and Far From Home yesterday. You did? I watched both. So of you're them, prep, yeah. dude. I am. Yeah. Expect the Spider-Man tier list at least next week. We might even do it right after this video. <laughs> so no, but dude, that's epic. Um, I love Far From Home, dude. It is my third favorite Spider-Man movie, and it is. Without a doubt, like one the best MCU Spider felt Spidey film. It gets a lot of hate. I've seen a lot of hate, but it, it definitely better than Homecoming. And I like Nick. I like Nick Fury in this. Mysterio is one of my favorite villains in any of the Spider-Man movies, and I think Tom Holland really shines in his relationship with yeah. MJ. Yeah, I love this movie. It is so fun. Yes, so entertaining. I'm not bored for a second when I'm watching this movie. And I will, I want to defend Homecoming for a second. Yep. Because yeah, I watched them both yesterday. Mm -hmm. And they, I love them both. Homecoming, they took a different approach. Yep. They took a more grounded and they shied away from the crazy, insane CGI battles, which I really respect. Mm -hmm. I love that movie. I'm debating, we're doing our poll later. Yep. I'm debating which one I'm going to rank higher. But I love them both. I love them both. And. I know you're saying you really don't like yep. Homecoming anymore, which is insane to me because it is such a fun movie. You get introduced to Ned and just the dynamic those two characters have and just the vulture as a villain. He's the most underrated villain, in my mm. opinion. He's so good. Michael Keaton as the he, vulture. No, he is. And it's just one of the most just genuine villains you see in the MCU. Yeah. He is... I, do, I love that movie, but I love Far From Home, too. All right. I, I don't want to say that I don't like Homecoming, because I do. It's just, upon rewatch, it's not as good as some other Spidey films. But I really do like Homecoming. It just doesn't hold a candle to some of the greats. I do think Far From Home is better, but I don't 
not like Homecoming. I think it's a great intro to Spidey's character as Civil War kind of builds upon that. But we're not really here to talk about Homecoming. But I don't want to say that I no, hate yeah, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, But I, I do like Homecoming. But I like I don't want that to become across as that. But I just think Far From Home is superior. It has one of the greatest post credit scenes I've ever seen in a movie with J. Jonah Jameson coming back. The it, same actor. I was out of my mind in the theater no, when like, I saw it. I when I was watch like even when I rewatch the movies, I always watch the end credit scenes just because it's part of the experience. Oh, absolutely. You have and to like, punch for punch. The the two end credit scenes are they're just both huge scenes yep not only is peter parker's identity revealed and you get j jonah jameson in the mcu but you get you find out that uh hill and fury are scrolls for the entire movie nick fury's doing something out in space with them chilling yep it's like what the heck by far like far from home has combined i think some of the best scenes yes you know Two really crazy and credit scenes. Where this movie shines for me, though, is the relationship between him and MJ. I've always been a fan of Spider-Man's relationships, and I don't think they do as well. That's why Homecoming kind of hurts for me, because MJ's not really his girlfriend, and Liz is kind of his one-time deal in that movie, and then she goes away. So it hurts that department just a little bit, Where as this movie really does well, and their relationship is kind of quirky and it's like they don't really know how to handle it and they're kind of awkward and every scene they're in is just perfect together it's 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 the title of one of the tracks from far from home perfect and it, it's it's really good i think far from home deserves a yeah you're not opinion. gonna fight you on that it is a fun movie it's yes. so good and we talked about it long enough Aquaman, James Gunn's Aquaman. Have you seen this movie, man? Dude, I, the DC movies are are also on my list of things I have to I have to watch. Yeah. I have not seen this movie. Well, we won't talk about it that much because there's not really that much to talk about. But I really like this movie. It's definitely not a C. I think it's a perfect B because it's mm. right in the middle. Okay. Um, it's Jason Momoa just chews up scenery as Aquaman in this movie, and Amber Heard. Although I hate her guts does pretty well as Mera in this. I don't want to see her again because of what she's done to my boy Johnny Depp. But she's pretty good in this film. I think Orm is a great villain. And it's just a really fun movie. It's huge. It's epic. The score is awesome by Rupert Gregson Williams. And it is just a really fun movie. You can't look at this as a critical film like you can Man of Steel or Batman vs. Superman or Justice League. It's a fun film. Mm. And seeing it as an action-adventure-packed film, it's a great movie. But it certainly is not A, it certainly is not S, but it's not C or D either. It's okay. perfectly yeah. right down the middle. All right. This right here is a movie that I really, really enjoy. It is top five Civil MCU. War. Captain oh, yeah. America Civil War, the Russo brothers' second outing, and the capping off, no pun intended, of the Captain America trilogy. <laughs> um, I love this movie. I went and saw it four times in theaters. The introduction to Spidey. I still remember that trailer. Hey, everyone. Black Panther's introduction. Cap's last film with him and Bucky. Iron Man's one of his most emotional stories dealing with his parents, dude. Love Civil War. You've said everything that needs to be said about it. It is. We just. Just. The concept of having the two heroes fight each other. And doing it in a way that doesn't feel 
as forced as we all thought it would be. You know, we're like, ah, yep. they're fighting each other. How, how are they going to do that? But they did it, man. And it just feels genuine. And the climax of this movie is just awesome. You get the silhouettes of Steve, Bucky, and Iron Man fighting yep. in that, uh, what is that, the tunnel? Or yep. You literally get a shot, a shot remake of the famous comic strip of the Civil War where Iron Man uh, caps down on his knee, blocking the unibeam that's coming out of Stark's armor. And it is a perfect shot remake of the comic strip. The image will be up there, but it is just a beautiful film. The problem is, I don't know if I'd put it in S. You know, I just... I to totally deserves an A, but unless you can like, unless you can really convince me that it deserves no, yeah, S, look, it is like if we're doing like an MCU tier alone, yeah, list, it's an S. But I just in this all movies and the other movies that are up there, right? It does. It's an A, right? It's for I sure. Agree, agreed. Their motivations make sense. You get the two cornerstones of the MCU going at it, and it, there's just so much to love about Civil War. Minions haven't seen it. We're not going to review it. Have you seen it? I maybe have once when I was little, but I don't remember. Yeah, and it, it, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah, neither do <laughs> I. Iron Man three. This was the second movie in the MCU to gross a billion dollars. It is Iron Man's capping off of his trilogy. Have uh, in your rewatch, what did you think of this movie? This is, in my opinion, one of the most underrated MCU movies. Mm. I love this movie. It is. I love it more than I love Iron Man 1. Whoa. It is my favorite Iron Man now movie. Now that's a hot take, man. I love this movie. And the hate it gets is because the Mandarin twist, which I don't... Sure, you hate that. I don't really do. I, I've made my peace with it. I just love this whole movie. I love seeing yeah. Tony struggle with the PTSD of the Battle of New York. I love seeing his relationship with Pepper. I love seeing him uh, on the run as in a fugitive type state and just being hunted. And he has to jimmy rig up armor. Mm. I love those sequences. And I just think that you get the most heart out of uh, Tony's character mm. in this movie. I think you get more of his heart out of this movie than you do in Iron Man 1 and in Iron Man 2. Now, the Avengers movies are a different story, but out of the Iron yeah. Man movies is hands down my favorite one. I disagree. I think the first one's better, but I think you've made a very good argument. I, one of the lines that stands out in this movie is, God's aliens, other universes, I'm just a man in a can. you know. And it just shows you, it really it takes you back to how much of a human Tony Stark really is. And I mean, he loses his armor in this one. He's got to have this kid help him out. And deal with the extremism series, uh, serum or whatever. But you get one of the best action sequences at the end when he brings all of his suits. And it is one of the most epic scenes. When he's jumping from suit to suit. Dude. And suit is getting obliterated. Yep. It's, uh, that sequence is... I love it every time. It mm -hmm. is so cool. And I saw this movie like way after everyone else saw it. Because hmm. it was before I was committed to loving MCU. Right. Because it was... a first mcu movie i saw in theaters was avengers so it was right after the avengers and i wasn't old enough to drive myself to the theater mm. no one else was really <laughs> wanting to see this yep so i i didn't see it till years later mm. 
And I was so surprised at how much hate this movie got. I didn't. I love this movie. It had. And to, it had to have been the Mandarin. It must have been, and it still is to this day. And mm. I mean, they've retconned that to this point in Shang, oh, yeah. Shang Chi. They retconned the old Mandarin and the Ten Rings. Great stuff. But at the time, I could see why it'd be upsetting if you're super into the Mandarin. Mandarin, and you wanted to see him on screen. Yeah, I really enjoy this movie. I don't know if I would give it an A. I think I'd give it a B. No, I'm not going to fight you on B. You can put it in a B. All right. Next movie we have is Frozen 2. I've seen it. I didn't like it. Have you seen this movie? I've never. I've seen the first one. I have not seen this one. We're not going to really discuss this one very much. Um, we're going to put it <laughs> in D. It's definitely not as good as the first one. I don't really feel very much about it. We're going to move on. The Fate of the Furious, <laughs> the second movie in the Fast and Furious saga to reach $1 billion. Let's go. <laughs> and the first movie without the great Paul Rudd. Rest in Paul peace. Paul Rudd. <laughs> uh, Paul Rudd, not Paul Rudd. Holy crap. I'm thinking. Paul Walker. Freaking dude. heck, dude. Paul Walker. Dude. Uh, shoot me in the face. <laughs> I can't forget my boy, dude. Paul Walker. That's yes, right. It's... First movie without him, and it really hurts the movie. It hurts the whole franchise yeah the, the best in my opinion the best part about this franchise was paul walker's character yep. and uh, what's his character in the in the in the movies oh brian o'connor yes brian yep. o'connor he's just in my opinion he's hands down the best character that the franchise had yep and his passing is just so sad and it is really that like it's so sad and this F8 is mm. just Vin Diesel is it's the first movie he has to lead the cast he on his own kind of has to carry it the, he has to carry it but what do they do in this movie they make him the villain they right make and Vin Diesel the bad guy it really hurts and it's just such a dumb choice because you need the family you know you need it to stick together exactly and pull it apart in this movie the movie right after we lose the great Paul Walker mm -hmm. and it I don't like this movie no, I don't like it either. Do we put it in D or C? A D. I, I don't ever want to watch it again. You no, know, it just. It I mean, does it, have one of my favorite songs, though, um, "Good Life" yeah. by uh, Kalani. That's a great song. But other than that, dude, I really, I don't want to watch it again. <laughs> uh, next movie uh, is the unneeded sequel to the. Best Pixar film, in my opinion, mm -hmm. Incredibles yeah. 2. Um, just, again, it's just unnecessary. That's really all I have to say about it, you know? Yeah. They just basically did the same plot, but made Helen in uh, Bob's position. You know, she's the hero out now. Mm -hmm. So it's like, it's it, I didn't really find myself that entertained. It's another Pixar sequel that should not have been made, and... I wouldn't give it a D, but it ain't going higher than a C, in my opinion. No, it definitely is. A, on top of all things, it's such a forgettable movie. Yeah, I don't remember much of no, it. I don't even remember the main villain. There's I, there's something, some plot with like the screens. I think the villain has something to do with screens. Some uh, cyborg type, I don't know. Probably. I just know that this movie's not good. No, <laughs> yes. I, do we want to, I, I don't think it's a D. But I'm only giving it a C. The live action Beauty and the Beast. Haven't seen it. I have not seen this one either. All right. We're not going to spend too much time on it. Frozen. 
I don't know anyone in existence who hasn't seen this movie. Um, Every one of their children have seen this movie hundreds of times. I have a confession to make. You love this movie, don't you? I don't love this movie, but I really do like this movie. I I remember, and I was never attached to the hype of it either. I remember seeing it, the Pilkingtons rented it after it came out. They came over to our house. And I remember saying I did not like it because I was a thirteen-year-old boy. You're a boy, <laughs> right? Of course, I don't like the princess. But movie secretly, with... <laughs> I really did like this movie, and I loved Let It Go, dude. Let it go, dude. Let it go. I like that song was epic. It's just it's... that this movie received so much hype, and yeah, not really yeah. many people talk about it anymore. But I, I do. I think this movie is pretty good, man. No, it definitely is. It's a, a solid it's a movie. movie. Yeah. The music is pretty fun, mm-hmm. and characters are fun. It's it's pretty enjoyable. That's what I'm saying. And so, I don't want. Do we give it a B, <laughs> or do we give it a C? You know, because I mean, no, I'm not, I I don't know if I'll ever watch this movie. It's like again. one of the like you, know? you can sing that soundtrack note for note. I know, it right? Definitely deserves a B. Yeah, I agree. I agree. We're gonna put this movie as a B. Multiverse monologues thinks Frozen is a pretty good movie. <laughs> Oh, Ooh. we've reached a very the last Jedi directed by Ryan Johnson, the movie that ruined Star Wars, ruined the uh, <laughs> ruined Luke Skywalker on top of that's a hundred percent. In fact, it will not be disputed on this channel. If any of you guys like this movie, please, please. Hit me up. I would love to have a conversation with you about this movie. Because I have done my research, man. I hate Luke Skywalker in this movie. There is a genuine hate towards him. I do not like what they do with Leia. They should have killed her in this movie. It hurts Rise of Skywalker because of it. And they have a perfect opportunity to do it Mm -hmm. in this film. To solidify Kylo Ren as a Sith Lord and a Dark Lord killing his mother. But nope, she decides to Mary Poppins her way back on the ship, even though she's legit in space. We've never seen anyone survive in space like that. She's an organic human, dude. When is that ever? I mean, maybe she's powerful, but we've never seen that before. It was very jarring for me in the theaters. The humor in this movie, absolute garbage. There is a your mom joke in Star Wars. What the heck? And... The way that they ruin Luke's character. I'm sorry. I'm going to go on a little rant here. No, keep going. But they ruin Luke's character. The most hopeful character in all of Star Wars. 30, almost 40 plus years after seeing him in Return of the Jedi as literally a symbol for hope. Everyone's favorite Jedi. We see him as a person who tosses his lightsaber behind him and turns away from the Jedi Order. Depressed Luke Skywalker, someone who can't be there for Rey and train her properly, and someone who is literally so grumpy. He says in the movie, what did you think? I was going to bring up my laser sword and face down the First Order. What did you expect? That is what I expected. We did get that in the end, but he wasn't even there, dude. And the minute the movie we get Luke Skywalker back, he dies. Mm -hmm. How do you do that? And not have a scene with him and Leia and Han. You have three of the greatest characters in all of fiction back for these movies. And you don't have them in a scene together. The biggest mistake that the sequels made was not having those three 
in a scene together. Han dies, Luke dies, Leia dies. It's like they coffined them up and served them up in each one of their movies. Mm -hmm. Instead of having them be integral parts to Rey's upbringing, to Kylo's upbringing. They ruined it, dude. They, it's so bad. And the worst part, I when I rewatch this movie, I've only seen it twice, three times. When I rewatch it, I skip all of Canto Bite's scene. They ruin Finn. They take him on this stupid adventure in this town and this plan that doesn't even come to fruition because they get captured anyway. All of the scene, all of the, like everything, it's just, it doesn't matter. And it's all a commentary on animal rights or something like that and we get this dumbest line from rose and it's like that's how we're gonna save something or whatever not fighting what we hate but doing something with i don't even remember but she she finn has i i was almost on board with it as he is about to go out there and sacrifice himself to save the resistance before they are about to be destroyed and she comes in and she wrecks it and then she kisses him and it's so jarring and so bad dude i hate it i hate watching this movie it just it, oh i don't want they need a clone wars so that they can fix the mistakes that this movie made so i can at least have some semblancy of i i, I never want to watch this movie again dude it needs it needs <laughs> go just go ahead no dude. yeah it, you're you're right everything you said 100 percent right you just, yeah, just the feelings you have towards this movie are 100% there. And not to even mention, it has no lightsaber battle. It's only Star Wars movie to not have a lightsaber battle. You have that throne room scene where two lightsabers don't even come. Two lightsabers don't come in contact in this entire movie. Which is beyond it, me, dude. It's You don't even have Luke do a genuine lightsaber fight. Like, what the heck is your deal? You have him appear as a force ghost in the end. And it just is so stupid. And then he freaking dies. He dies. Yeah. He, <sighs> the the dumbest way to kill him. Like, hands down. And, yeah, just put it in D. Yeah, we're putting it in D, dude. I, there's no and question. this movie Bottom is feed, dude. so boring. It is. It's the most boring stuff. Like, I'll take Attack of the Clones and Phantom Menace over this one. Anyway. Absolutely. freaking This one is so boring. Like, when you were talking about the whole uh, subplot where Finn and Rose go off. I completely had blocked that from my memory. <laughs> See? I, forgo I forgot that was in this movie. That is how terrible that was. It's, oh my gosh. Hey, man. Dude, who's Snoke? Man, he's oh, this character we yeah, don't even know, yeah, man. Right? Yeah. What? What? He's dead? All the what? intrigue and mystery they built around this awesome looking snow character but nah they behead him and that's the problem with the rise of skywalker they did everything that we wanted to happen in the rise of skywalker and retconned it so it's i don't know it, the the last jedi brought so much and i know there are defenders of this movie but as a star wars fan since i was six years old i hate this movie with a passion and i don't know that i it's going to be a long time before i can start to accept that this movie is what it is but without a doubt in my mind it's d tier yeah it's just sad that this movie and the rise of skywalker 
are just a part of the awesome universe we call Star Wars. I know, man. It's so heartbreaking. <sighs> but <laughs> We'll move on. That's, that's all we will yeah, say about the, the Last Jedi. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, the most recent Jurassic World uh, in the park franchise. Um, in my opinion, it's the worst one. Have you seen this film? I have not seen this one. All right. I, I won't spend too much time on it, but it, it is definitely the most boring one. And it, the plots in this movie that it brings up are very boring. But I will say the one plush that I give this movie is that it sets up one of the greatest sequels of all time in Jurassic World Dominion. I'm beyond excited for it. I don't know if you'll ever see this movie, but... I mean, with the new one coming out, I'm for sure going to watch it. All right, then I won't tell you how it ends, but... How it ends sets up potentially one of the greatest sequels if they can pull it off. So for that, it gets a plus, but it's a D for me. All right, I don't yeah. like this movie. Now we get the best, in my opinion, Fast and Furious, uh, I guess you could say installment, Furious 7. And it's Paul Walker's <sighs> final film, yep. without a doubt, the best Fast and Furious movie. And it is just a perfect send-off to really a, a production that is beset with tragedy. Yeah. I watched interviews and a whole documentary after Furious 7 of Paul Walker and his family and how they yeah. all dealt with that. And I think they just do it so tastefully in this movie because there's a lot of there was a lot of discourse on whether or not you even make this movie. But I think they do it so well and you get one of the best send-offs to one of the best characters in this franchise in Furious 7. And and most likely the last truly good uh, Furious, Fast and Furious movie. Absolutely. Because the the franchise can't move on without Paul Walker mm -mm. as Brian O'Connor. And I he don't think it has. the heart and soul of the franchise. Mm -hmm. And Vin Diesel just can't carry on his own. He this can't. Yeah, they'll they'll play. I'll play the scene at the end. I'll make it copyrighted, but I'll, I'll try and play it at the end of uh, this review right here. Why don't we just sing it for him? Yeah, <laughs> it's been a <laughs> No, but it. I don't know if I would give this movie an A. No, definitely even, not. I don't think because the, the Fast and the Furious movies in itself, it's kind of like Transformers. They're their own subplot, right? Category. They they're, would need its own category, but I think a B. It deserves it. Yeah, definitely a B. Mm-hmm. And just, just the way that they managed to send off the character. Because you're watching the whole movie, movie, you know it's his last movie. You're like, how are they going to kill him? Mm -hmm. What are they going to do? And there's all these awesome s sequences where they could have just killed him and made a really sad death in the movie. But no, they, uh, spoiler alert for Fast 7, they end the movie with uh, the character surviving mm. and he goes off to be with his family. So it really is just a, heartwarming ending for uh, a man who didn't get a real heartwarming ending in real life, but his character did. And it's really, really tragic, but it's just an awesome ending to the character. It really is. Without a doubt, deserves its B-spot as Fast and the Furious, the best installment. Now we get a movie that I know you haven't seen, yes. so I won't say anything about it, because <laughs> we are going to watch these movies. I know. And I'm I've been committed to reading these books forever, and I haven't read none of them. Once, well, I think we should just watch the movies, unless you, you are really, are, unless you really want to read them, because 
Well, I mean, you got to see this movie. You got to see the story. I got to see these movies. It is one of the greatest stories in all of fiction. And it's climaxed so perfectly with the Deathly Hollows. I'm going to review this as both of them. But we won't spend too much time on it. I won't give anything away. But the story of Harry Potter is akin to a Star Wars. It's the same. There's a lot of similarities you can draw with Star Wars, but the the how we see all three of these, and honestly, all of these actors grow from being in technically sixth grade all the way up to a senior. We literally see the actors grow in our eyes, and each installment, installment gets darker and darker and darker, and without a doubt, this is the darkest one, and definitely the most adult. It is just, without a doubt, so fantastic. In my opinion, it's the best Harry Potter movie, The Deathly Hallows Part 2. It is just beautiful. The feelings that I get watching this film is akin to no other franchise. It truly stands on its own. And the story of Harry Potter is, without a doubt, one of my favorite stories of all time, dude. Reading these, it's my favorite book series I've ever read. But reading this book series literally changed the way I like wanted to consume media the books were fantastic the movies do a great job of adapting those stories all of them do they really do and i don't i don't know if i want to put this at s dude but it totally belongs in a just for what it able to for what it's able to accomplish and the way it sends off this universe so freaking well I'm so excited to start watching these movies with you and Hannah because I, the first few are they're, they're childish, but I'm telling you, man, the story of him is it's so good. So that that's all I'll say. I'm going to put it in A. Next movie we have is Ryan Coogler's Black Panther, starring the late great Chadwick Boseman. Rest in peace. Mm-hmm. It it's honestly better, like it. Upon rewatch, every time I rewatch this movie, it gets better in my opinion. It, I love this movie. It's probably in my top five, or definitely in my top ten Marvel movies. Mm. I love Chadwick's portrayal of Black Panther. I love Michael B. Jordan's. Yes, Killmonger. one of the best villains. He's so good, and those are just two phenomenal actors mm-hmm. pitted against each other. And you have a villain with a genuine genuine motive that you can relate to well not relate to but empathize with yeah and you can see where he's coming from it makes sense what he's doing when a lot of the marvel villains don't make sense Mm. that he makes sense and i i love this movie i the action sequences are not why i love this movie i Mm -hmm. love the scenes where you get chadwick and you get michael and they're just talking I could listen to those two characters talk. All yes, day. the uh, the ending scene, a king sunset, when Chad when when uh, Killmonger kills himself, his monologue at the end is so moving. It's so good. No so wonder good. this movie made a billion dollars. It it solo film. It is the most profitable Marvel film, as far as like solo adventures go. I mean, Captain America: Civil War is kind of a ensemble film, but Black Panther, without a doubt, one of the best MCU movies. I think it deserves an A. Yeah, throw it up there. Now, 
this movie is severely underrated in my opinion. Yeah. And I know people don't like the portrayal of Ultron as a jokey, non-robotic character, but I love Ultron in this movie. I really, really like Avengers Age of Ultron. Now, that's not to say that I think it's the weakest out of the Avengers movies, but I still think Age of Ultron is one of the best MCU. Not, I guess not one of the best. It doesn't crack my top there 10. Are a lot of, there are a lot of good MCU right, movies. But I but really no, do like this movie. I do agree. This one is really underrated. Just on rewatching, I did uh, last year. It it holds its own. It's a yeah. fun, good movie. And I know it's not as dark as people wanted it to be, mm-hmm. but it just gives you more of every character you love. And yes. It It's not as good as the first Avengers. It definitely is the worst Avengers movie, but it, but you know what I'm saying? It, yep. The company that comes with the Avengers movies are, that's hard, you know, mm-hmm. it's hard to live up to what was the first Avengers movie, you know? And I, I still think it's a fun movie. I like, movie. I like the setup of how it, how it sets up uh, pretty much the infinity saga, you know, Tony Stark literally says in this movie, you know, we could fight uh, arm stealers all the live long day, but that up there, that's the end game. I like how subtly it foreshadows everything coming forward. So I really do like this film. Uh, I would give it a B. Am I right? Throw it in B. Now, the first Avengers movie is the first MCU movie that made a billion dollars. It made $1.5 billion at the box office, and it's what cemented this franchise as viably successful. And it's the template for really every ensemble film that goes before that. I love this movie. I remember when it came out on DVD, I watched it eight times on my way to Florida, back from Florida. I loved this movie. I watched the third act. I've seen the third act, I don't know how many times, but on the DVD, the beginning scene where he flies into New York City and sees Loki, I remember that scene specifically always being the start to the final act. Because I'd always skip to it. I love the first <laughs> Avengers movie. It, it is just an awesome movie. It still holds its own to this day. Yep. Upon rewatch, it is just as good as you remember it. Mm-hmm. And it, the way it just foreshadows the relationship between Cap and Iron Man in that movie. And everything else that movie does is is just awesome. It's such a fun movie. Yeah, It's such a great movie. Mm-hmm. And just... Do you know what I'm saying? Automatically deserves an A, in my opinion. I don't think it's an S tier. No, it did. Because I do think the other two Avengers films are better. Yep, they are. But I love Avengers. The first one's so good. good. Now we have The Lion King, the live action adaption, directed by Jon Favreau, brought back Mufasa with a wholly original cast. Um,. I have a big problem with this movie. The Lion King is my favorite movie. Was my favorite movie as a kid. It's still, it's excuse me, still in my top ten favorite movies of all time. That's the remake right there. The remake, yeah. The remake made a billion dollars, and I've never seen that. Then that's great because (laughs) I want to put this in C because it is a lifeless remake of the original Lion King which is vastly superior. The line delivery is horrible. The expressions are non-existent on the CG models. And now it's not to say the movie doesn't look beautiful as heck, but I just, this movie does not hold a candle to the original Lion King. And I'm never going to see it again because what, what am I going to watch? It's the same thing with Aladdin. Yeah. It's 
I'm going to watch the original again because there's way more heart involved in the original than there is in this one. And I, I, I just remember not liking this movie when it came out. Next movie is Jurassic World, a movie that I have only seen once. I like this movie. In theaters. I remember loving this movie. This movie's good. It restarts the Jurassic World hype. Mm-hmm. It brought it back after the original trilogy, which the second two movies were subpar compared to the amazing mm-hmm. first installment. Yes. And this one, it's still not as good as the first one. Nothing will ever beat that first one. No. But th- this is a fun movie. Chris Pratt... Just mm-hmm. he puts a exciting twist, or he's an exciting character in this movie. Yes, you know? and you get more of the iconic Velociraptors. Yes, it's it's a fun movie. Mm-hmm. I think it deserves a B. Yeah, throw it in B. Why not? And now we come to, in my personal opinion, the greatest Marvel Cinematic Universe film ever put in front of cameras avengers infinity war the third installment to the avengers franchise joe and anthony russo's finest work and it is a movie that did the impossible it is it did the impossible it It brought so many characters into a movie and did it so flawlessly and somehow it managed to tell a thanos focused story he is without a doubt the most compelling character in this movie, in my opinion. His line delivery, everything he talks about. In my opinion, he is the greatest villain that we've seen so far in the MCU, just because of how big he is. And I just, I remember the hype for this movie, the trailer coming out. December 7th, I believe, is when it came out. I remember where I was. I was in class. I went to the bathroom. I watched the trailer. And then I went home, and me and James sat in front of the, we just had it on loop. And it was, I just, the hype for this movie was beyond anything I'd ever witnessed until Endgame. Um, and just Iron Man story. It brought everyone together, dude. It, And just the shocking end that I didn't see coming was just, I left the theater broken. Even though I knew these characters were coming back, they did it so well. Every character's introduction in this movie is just so fun, mm-hmm. so awesome, so good. Just the opening scene is you have the Asgardian ship sending out the distress signal. This is the Asgardian rescue ship. We have women and children here. And it is such mm-hmm. an insane opening scene. Oh. An awesome introduction I'm to Thanos. chills right now. <laughs> no, like, the, it's just hand, start to finish. Yep. The movie is so exciting. Yes. Just so awesome. Every scene, there's not a boring part in this movie. It's go, go, go the whole time. And the introduction to every character in this movie is from the Guardians to Doctor Strange to Iron Man to T'Challa. Just the introductions to all these characters in this movie that has so many characters. Every introduction is perfect. Every character is just awesome. And just the Thanos. You you said it. Thanos is just highlight of this movie. Uh, Josh Brolin and just the, just his voice is iconic, you know, Mm -hmm. and I love this movie. The hardest choices require the strongest wills. And yeah. And like you said, where this movie flies, where Endgame doesn't, is just the lack of just not knowing how it was going to end is Mm -hmm. just because going into Endgame, you know, 
all right, Cap's probably not making it out. Yep. Tony's not making it out. Right. Uh, other people probably won't make it out. But this movie, you genuinely had no idea how this was going to end. Mm-hmm. And that uh, the end of that fight scene on Titan. Titan, the Titan scene is probably one of my favorite scenes in this whole movie. Oh my gosh, it's so good. And the ending of that is you see Tony in his coolest form fighting Thanos as hard as he can. <laughs> and he Thanos just wipes his cheek. All that for a drop of blood. <laughs> and uh, Iron, Tony comes at him with his uh, nanotech armor. Tries to stab Thanos. Thanos breaks it off. Stabs it back at Tony. And I remember in the theater, you're just like... <gasps> I, like I thought that no music in absence of music no. the theater was quiet deftly I, I remember it I thought we were losing Tony yep. Stark right there absolutely and that is why just not knowing how this movie was going to end just being genuinely scared for the characters mm-hmm. just was awesome and Thanos is in his truest form he's not nearly as cool in Endgame as he is in this movie agreed but he's just it's just an awesome movie my favorite scene in the movie is when Thor arrives at Wakanda when he gets his axe, Stormbreaker, and I, in the theaters, I was literally taken aback. We rose in cheers in this scene. Bring me Thanos, and he flies up into the sky, and electricity and is they play all the around Avengers him. Theme there, don't they? They do it each time. They do it once for each of the main four characters in the Avengers movies. The first one is for Hulk, and he's. It's when Captain America's like, Doctor Banner, now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret cap. I'm always angry. And they play the theme. And he punches the alien. In Age of Ultron, he says, well, like the old man said, together. And then they play the main theme. And then in this movie, Thor arrives in Wakanda. And they play the main theme. And he says, bring me Thanos. And then in Endgame, Avengers assemble. And then the main theme plays. They do it for each Avenger. Hulk, Iron Man, Thor, and Cap. Each one gets their one-liner before the theme plays and i thought that is just so cool that is so that is awesome without a doubt this movie is s tier yep hands down if any marvel movie deserves to be s tier it is this one yep now we come to a very controversial movie way late into our bracket uh star wars episode 7 the force awakens now this is a movie i still will rewatch and like and enjoy yeah but it just hurts knowing where these characters go that's what hurts me the most about this movie there's a lot of good stuff but this movie is a fun movie yep it brings back star wars the experience of seeing this in the theaters was just awesome Mm -hmm. the introduction of the millennium falcon back on your screen and han solo back on your screen han and chewie back on your screen yep it's just awesome this movie would just brought star wars back the first Star Wars movie I saw in theaters, you know, it just yep. brought Star Wars back to the big screen. And you're right. It does hurt with where the trilogy goes and that this is this start to the trilogy is really the only good movie in the trilogy. Yes. Only fun movie in the trilogy. You know, I give this movie a B. Yeah. You can put it in B. It really, it's just a copy and paste of a new home. That's one of, that's but, another issue. Know, yep. They put some different scenes in there, different characters. Yep. And it's still fun enough, you know. I still really enjoy this movie. Have you seen Titanic? I've never seen Titanic. I watched it for the first time last year. And I mean, I really did enjoy it. You did? I'm not going to yeah. lie. It, this, mainly because of the score. James Horner, is he, it's his masterwork on full display. 
the music is epic and the story is pretty good too. I mean, I really do like Titanic, but it's not, I mean, it's not like something I looked at critically. I just looked at it and I mean, it's a three hour movie. Yeah. It was pretty long, but I mean, for what it was, it's a story of this free loving guy who gets with this girl who was very rigid and rule following. And so it's, it's your perfect rom-com story, but I think they do it really well in the setting of Titanic and, it is pretty sad when the ship goes down and you're seeing everyone. Hmm. There's a scene in the movie that always kind of hits me hard. And this, this mother is tucking her children in as literally the water is rising. Hmm. And she's like giving them a, a lullaby before they literally die. Huh. And you're like, you know, that probably happened, yeah. you know? And so that really like, it was really sad. Hmm. This movie was, and I think it's it's a, a master a masterful work. It's the third highest grossing film of all time, and I do think it's really great. And I I would honestly give this movie an A. Okay. Um, Avatar is a movie that was directed by James Cameron, two thousand nine. It was it is currently right now, unfortunately, the highest grossing film of all time. They re released it in China. Avengers Endgame held that spot, but. They re-released it during the pandemic for Avatar, and it has now reclaimed its spot. Mm, yeah. But um, I don't like this movie at all. Have you seen this? I've never seen this movie. I wouldn't even recommend it. Yeah. It's a three-hour movie that's not that great. Huh. It's I don't. I, I think the main character's name is Jake, but that's the only character I really remember. I didn't. I never saw this movie in 3D like everyone else did, and that's apparently where it, it shone. It shines. So. But if a movie has if to that, be seen that's in 3D, what I'm saying. is right. it really a good movie? No, I don't think so. And I would honestly give this movie a C. Okay. Just because of how long it is. And I will say, though, the music is pretty good. And now we get to the final, the true most, uh, the best film, I think, the one that deserves the most money, um, Avengers Endgame. The final, in my opinion, the movie that wraps up the Infinity Saga the best. Um you get an end to one of the greatest characters in all of fiction, Tony Stark. And it is just, it is a movie that I will always remember as being like my greatest theater experience ever was Avengers Endgame. The hype surrounding this film was epic. The, the rewatching leading up to it, the marketing for this film, the trailers for this movie were unlike anything else. I, the month leading up to this film, I watched the trailer every morning because it was just beautiful. And I legit, I was sobbing the last 20 minutes of this movie because you get the end to three of the of the characters you've grown up and watched mm. since 2008. And it was so emotional for me. Like the minute Tony Stark hits the ground and Peter swings in, we won, Mister Stark. We won, and I, I literally I couldn't stop it, yeah. dude. I was yeah. I was so emotionally spent in this movie, but the theater, the crowd reactions of when Captain America, oh, he grabbed Mjolnir, Mjolnir oh, yeah. it got spoiled for me, but it was still so epic. The first time seeing it in theaters, and Avengers Assemble, the music and just the whole scene was just. It was like nothing. It was feelings I've never felt before while I was watching a movie. One of the greatest MCU movies. And in my opinion, it deserves its S tier for sure. Just because of what it was able to do to cap off the Infinity Saga so well. 
Yeah, I 100% agree. This movie ends the Infinity Saga so perfectly and so in such a satisfying way. They revisit. They literally revisit. They go back in time oh. to some of the most iconic scenes in the MCU. Uh, at plus, they go back to Thor The Dark World, you know? <laughs> yeah. But it just... The way it brings every movie together and Thor The Dark World, which is considered to be one of the worst movies, mm -hmm. they make that a major player in this movie. They just make everything important, every character. And I love that it just focuses on our main six mm -hmm. OG Avengers. Yep. We get them for the fat chunk of the film, which is the way it should have been. Yes. And it is just an amazing send-off to, to Captain America, to Tony. And not not that great of a send-off to Black Widow. We're still waiting on that send-off, you know, but just such a sad ending to mm -hmm. it. But just an awesome ending to the whole whole saga. It's, it's beautiful. I mean, it's it's unparalleled. I will never I don't I don't know if the hype is there for me for No Way Home as much as it was for Endgame. No, the, it, the hype is unbelievably there. Believe me, dude. No, especially for get, staying up and getting these tickets. Like, it's just completely rising for me every day. It's just, this movie was, like, it had so much built towards it. And it was, like, every part of this movie was, I was so emotionally invested. A scene that really, I like the quiet moments in big movies like this. And this movie had a lot of them. But one of the ones that stands out to me is when Captain America is back in the 70s. And he's in that room and he looks through mm, and he yeah. sees Peggy Carter. And the music from the first Avenger starts to play. You know, I'm a music guy. And I literally, I start, that's the first moment I teared up in that movie. Because I was like, oh my goodness. Because he gets to see this woman who he loved back in the day. Who he hasn't seen in six years. Since 1940s, and he sees her, and it's literally like, oh my gosh, mm. this is I, this is what I missed out on all yeah. these years, and it it was just so good. I, I cried during Black Widow's death scene, just as someone who I've seen since 2010, the for sure the strongest female character in the MCU, and the way that she sacrifices herself literally so that everyone can go back is. A very fitting mm -hmm. end, I think, for her character, in my opinion. And then, obviously, you get, and I am Iron Man. Mm. Dude, one of the greatest endings to a character ever. He saves everyone, and I'm glad it was Iron Man. Because we, he, he started it, and he ended it. Just hands down, just a big round of applause to Everyone who pulled up the Infinity Saga. That's my just, thing, dude. It is just insane how well it ended. How well the whole run was, you know? And they're still making movies to this day. Mm -hmm. But the fact that they were able to start and finish the Infinity Saga. Yep. Such an epic way. It just, it's unheard of. And that, the last hour of this movie, dude. Is it, like, it is insane like dude. nothing i'll ever see no i mean no way home might have have a candle to it if it can pull it off but it this movie but is i know i was thinking about that too mm. it, as good as no way home will be it's nothing will be that's my thing cap dude. picking up mjolnir and those portals opening <laughs> up and him saying yes avengers assemble 
and like <laughs> nothing will beat that. Like nothing. No way. No way home is gonna be an awesome movie, but it can. It it'll be a hard task to beat. I don't think so. There, it's it's possible. I'm not saying it's not possible, but this movie meant so much to me as an individual, and it's just it, it without a doubt deserves S tier, and that's where it's gonna be. That is our tier list for every movie that has grossed $1 billion. I would find it hard-pressed to see Spider-Man No Way Home not up there, at least in A. But um, we wanted to do this because Spider-Man is definitely a movie that I think will crack a billion dollars. Oh, yeah, 100%. Um, just as a recap, in our S tier, Dark Knight, Jurassic Park, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, Avengers Infinity War, and Avengers um, Endgame. Endgame. In A, we have Rogue One, Dead Man's Chest, Toy Story 3, Far From Home, Dark Knight Rises, Civil War, Avengers, Harry Potter, The Deathly Hallows Part 2, Black Panther, and Titanic. The rest you can see. I'm not going to read those out, but those movies out of the ones from $1 billion are the ones that truly deserved the hype and the money mm -hmm. that they got, in my yes. opinion. So um, we'll turn off the cameras for now, but uh, well, I, I think that's it, man. Yeah, I. We went really long, an hour and forty. Holy catfish! <laughs> but um, no, certainly something that I really enjoyed doing. Oh, I really, yeah. I really like doing, doing this. these tier tier lists because it allows you to give like a quick little thought about the movie and not really go too in depth, but place yeah, it where it should it be. Fun. So, yep. if any of you guys disagree, or if you guys really do agree, let us know down in the comments below. I'd love to know your opinion especially about your Joker and Last Jedi opinions. I'd love to see what you guys think about that. I really would. Um, other than that, I think that's it. You got anything else you want to say? No. Uh, more videos coming later this week. That's right. We will, uh, we will have that. Uh, follow the Instagram. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like this video. Comment. Do all that jazz. And uh, for now, this is Ben Rayside. This is Ethan Westlaw. Signing off. We hope you guys have an absolutely... Fantastic day.